America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to Radio Contra Sons of Liberty Live, and it is very good to be with all of you this evening. Back on the air, when was not on the air last week because we had RTO, Advanced RTO, and the Signals Intelligence course going on. And um, man, this, this episode tonight is going to be something else. Those classes, absolutely awesome. What an incredible group of guys, incredible group of patriots. And of course, I had the fighting carbine course just before that. And uh, so it was about 10 days straight of training. It was an absolute marathon uh, on my end. Very, very grueling, but having uh, an incredible class was uh, huge and, and really got me through it. Uh, got me through it because when you, you're spending that much time doing that, you know, it, it definitely is very taxing on you. But doing it around great patriots and having uh, great folks, I tell you, it, it really was something special. Um, so, anyhow, thanks to all who were there for that. And good evening to everybody in here and hopefully future trainees out there of course brush feeder training and consulting slash training calendar and you will get all of the latest updates so um right off the the uh right ahead of the top of the list trying to get my words straight here uh we're going to be talking about the eighty-seven thousand irs agents who are going to be armed who are being hired in addition to the whoever the hell knows how many IRS agents they have already. Um, and we're going to be discussing that. And of course, you know, I know that everybody kind of has their thoughts on it. But in particular, I want to be discussing this ridiculous training video that got put out. I know uh, Madman Actual, when he gets in here, he had some thoughts about it that he put up on Twitter on his Twitter account earlier today, and you can follow him. You can follow me, too, at BrushBeaterActual. Uh, that is, if you search for at BrushBeater, you will find the account. We hadn't been around very long. Uh, the American Partisan account, of course, got nuked because when you get a little too spicy, that's just what happens. But that is, that is where we are. Uh, that is where we are, and that's, that's where we're going to be. And you take the fight to them on their platform. And uh, being a part of Goon Twitter over there, a lot of veterans, a lot of uh, great folks. Of course, you could have uh, caught the last episode of the Council 
on future conflict i was on there and that episode kind of got a little colorful um <laughs> and uh, those of you that are, are joining in that might have uh, seen that, I had a, a uh, former writer from the Washington Post who was also on there that kept trying to talk over me, uh, which, you know, if, it, if it's friendly back and forth like it is on this show, hey, it, that's one thing. But this guy, you know, he, he just needed to hear his, his point over and over again, which was... Essentially, we're going to vote our way out of things. And, uh, you know, hey, that's all good and well. If, if you want to have that opinion, brother, just like I told you on there. But there has to be accountability, okay? And when the other side is no longer playing by the rules, because the left is absolutely not, and we're going to be talking about that in this episode tonight, specifically former CIA Director Michael Hayden retired General Michael Hayden going on social media and literally saying that we are the greatest terrorist threat he has ever seen or encountered. All right. And we're, we're going to be talking about that in depth because I know that each of the people in here uh, have some very vociferous opinions on that. All veterans in the house on here all definitely engaged in the fight for liberty. And, you know, it's going to be a very colorful discussion for sure. Uh, last thing on the list, the last episode that I did, episode 177 of Radio Contra, was literally the biggest 48 hours of downloads that we have ever had. Biggest 48 hours of downloads. I was, I came in, long story short, came in off of 10 days of training, was completely exhausted, completely, you know, just mentally blown out, want to spend time with the family, but there was so much that we had to talk about. There was so much that I had to get off my chest regarding Mar-a-Lago and this, this FBI designation of militant violent extremists, all this other nonsense, that that episode, that episode in a 48-hour period had 2,200 downloads. Huge. Huge. Okay, um, and, and that's 100% on this audience out there. So amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, with that said, top of the list, Mech Medic, brother. Good to have you in here. It's been, been a little while, man. Yeah, I was uh, gone for a couple weeks doing my last uh, AT, sweating my ass off in Mississippi. Ew. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was miserable. It's like you're at nine a.m. and you're you're sweating. It was uh, it was miserable. <laughs> well, it's good to be, good for you to be back in North Carolina. It's a little bit cooler here now. Yes, yes, it's, it is. It's actually not not terrible. No, no, it's actually been pretty, pretty decent out. Um, it's actually been pretty, pretty damn decent out. Well, right on, man. What you got on tap? Uh, I have some gin and tonic on tap right now. Oh, oh, doing doing the gin, huh? Oh yes. No, no natter days for this guy. No, no, no natter days. <laughs> I saw a Natter Day the other day and I thought about you. <laughs> it had pink flamingos on it and everything. And I was like, 
They're they're Ugh. good. Ugh. Everyone wants to. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk them down, just like them uh, bush apples. But then once they try them, oh come on now, they, them bush apples gave me heartburn though. <laughs> they did. They gave me heartburn. But but I like to think that bush apple is the the bougie cousin to Natterday. Like you you can tell they're they're both white trash, but, <laughs> but the, the bush apple is like at least. At, at least they moved up to a modular home from a single one, you know. Like yes. they got a little landscaping going around around it, you know. Like like the Natter days, man. They got a they got a single wide trailer with a big rebel flag outside of it. <laughs> a couple pit bulls chained to the front porch. Like they they know what they are and they don't care, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh yes, you know? yes. Couple of couple of broke down cars out there, Chevy Cavalier <laughs> with the bow tie exhaust. Man. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> I wish my single wide was sitting on railroad ties. You know what I'm saying? Mm, stable as fuck. It, it, it that hey, I'm just saying don't don't knock it till you try it. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, don't knock them railroad tires, man. I'm just saying, they're stable and cheap. Especially they are, and they're certainly not carcinogenic. We know that <laughs> they're absolutely not carcinogenic. I no. recommend everybody enclose their the the ground level of their trailer on grade and just make sure you just soak up all those carcinogenics. We used to use them for PT, man. Ugh. Like we, we went to the railhead on, on Bragg over by the, yeah. uh, the Dermo yard and just stole a bunch of them. And we used them. <laughs> we used, well, we were trying to steal a light pole and we got caught. So, yeah. so we couldn't do that anymore, and we couldn't get one. So, like we did, we we were gonna, we were totally gonna gonna steal this light pole and paint it black and gold for for a PT log, man. And like you know, you would think that that would be pretty easy to do in Fayetteville. Like you you could steal a light pole, you know? Nah, nah. It's actually it's much harder than you would think. So yeah, yeah. getting the copper out of a light pole, that's a that's a different game. Now stealing yeah, the whole light pole, that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, and it was on the ground too and everything. We got caught, you know. But we it was it was all good. We told them we, we told the uh, the authority who was catching us. Uh to, I mean it was on the ground. It wasn't like it was in the ground. It, it was sitting on the ground. And um you know, we, we were trying to load this sucker up, and we got caught. And we're like, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to get a log for PT. And he was like, well, you can't take that one. Like, Damn it, man. So, <laughs> so we went and we took some, some railroad ties. And, and I will say this. When you are super sweaty and, um, you know, nasty, and you're trying to run with a used railroad tie, 
It's, that doesn't do good things to your skin, man. Um, just, nah, it seemed it was one of those things, man. It was a better idea. Um, <laughs> it was a better idea when we started <laughs> than than when in in actual practice. So once we were doing it, we we're like, ah, man, this is this is not a good idea. But I mean, you could just take those railroad ties. Somebody gave a shit. Like you go down there. I mean, I drove my truck down there. We loaded up a bunch of them, brought them back to the company. Nobody cared. You can't paint them, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, so it's all good. But Johnny, now that you are in here, how have you been? Uh, I've been good, man. I've been good. I got the uh, crickets and cicadas and mm. frogs going off in the background. You might be able to hear it. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear the song of the woods. Yeah, it's 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 bad. Probably. <laughs> I'm in Maryland, so there's no shortage of toads and frogs, and we have nocturnal animals too. Like we got tree, like we got flying tree squirrels up here and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. What you drinking on? I am drinking a Stoli Black Raspberry with a splash of soda on crushed ice. What? Stoli yeah, Black Raspberry? Yeah, it's good, man. Don't knock it till you try it. It's dry. It's fruity. It's good. Does it come with a dose of monkey pox? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't need gay ass. <laughs> That's some homo shit right there. Oh, what you're drinking? Yeah. Not, no, damn it. No. No. Not over here. Going to be one of them shows. It's going to be one of them shows. <laughs> I can already tell. I can already tell. Man, the news cycle is off the charts right now. It's, it, it's, it is. I don't even know what to say. Well, we got two hours to figure it out. And uh, speaking of, Madman Actual. What's up, brother? Oh, lighten the cigar. Give me one sec. Oh, oh, there we go. Look, this is the way, lads. This is this the is way. The way. This is the way. I'm doing all right, man. I uh, I just got a little Arturo Fuente. I was gonna get one of the big ones you got you gave me, but uh, yes, sir. It is just Thursday. I gotta like pace myself, you know. Ah, oh, so, well, smoking a little little baby cigar tonight. Um, little. yeah, you know, I've uh. I pretty much just been trolling the living shit out of the FBI on Twitter all week. I noticed. I noticed. The question is, <laughs> did they notice? Disavow. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm being anonymous as you can possibly be on the internet. Uh, yeah, I've said some, some spicy things on there. Not too spicy, I'd say, though. but Just enough to, like, you know... If they were to see that, definitely ruffle some feathers. Yeah, they're, they're getting it from all angles, man. They, this definitely, I would say, um, it's pretty. 
it's pretty tame compared to some of the stuff I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I have 30 followers, and I'm not, like, saying, like, you know, I'm not advocating anything. I'm just kind of making fun of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the, the ATF social media pages, dude. Those are, those are gold, man. People, I, and I know some of the people that do this, that just go there and troll the ATF, like, habitually. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is... Yeah, it, it is hilarious. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna make no qualms about it. That is hilarious to see that they, they don't respond to any of it. But you know, it, it is pretty funny though. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Still recovering. Still recovering from the the weekend of signals uh, intelligence. You know, Monday was kind of rough. Yeah. And, uh... I didn't get home to like I didn't get unpacked until like nine o'clock. I got my bags and crap in the, out of the car, and then you know, four a.m. really comes quick. It does, <laughs> that, dude. That Monday was pretty rough. You know, going into work, everybody was like, "Dude, are you all right?" Like everybody thought I was depressed or something. I was just like, "No, I'm just really tired. I need more caffeine, man. Give me a minute." <laughs> just exhausted. But uh, yeah, you know, I uh been working hell yeah that's it just working it's this right. week and uh you know doing some uh, work man. doing some siget and doing some siget in my area and where i'm working and all and found some interesting stuff and texted or i uh, messaged you that earlier yeah found a well, pager that was yeah the, the pager the pager relay is um the only people that are using pagers these days are doctors. Um, well, yeah, there's probably a few others, but but doctors are, are really still I mean, the big ones. I wasn't terribly far from like a pretty major hospital, so yeah, that kind of does make sense. That's probably where it was coming from. If you if you continue, like it's a little bit of a medical legal thing. If you um, if a, if a hospital is using a pager for sensitive HIPAA stuff, you can't really run afoul of HIPAA um, like you can with with smartphones. Um, there's there's a lot of HIPAA violations that come from um, medical professionals using smartphones and and bringing them in, and it, it's you know um, it's one of the things they have to caution against. So. Yeah, it, when, I, when you sent me that audio clip and I heard it, I said, ah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm fairly certain that is. Um, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've heard pager traffic coming over the air like that. But uh, there's a heck of a lot that you can find with just using analog, legacy analog equipment. Just like I was I was teaching in classes. A lot of people see analog and they just kind of immediately... Um, you know, write it off and say, well, everything's going digital now. Well, you know, th that may be true, but there's a lot of things you miss too when, when you're doing digital only stuff. Um, and I think maybe that might ought to, that maybe sort of ought to be something I ought to write about in the near future. Whenever I get the time to, you know, five minutes to sit down and write something, but, uh, all right. So, 
Well, up front, of course, the big news. There's a hell of a lot of big news going on right now um, that's coming out. There's a motion to release the affidavit for the Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, I don't think that the original one is going to get released. That's just my predictions. Is something going to get released? Yes. Uh, I think that it will to to try and uh, control the news cycle. I think they're going to release something. But is the original affidavit going to get released? No, I don't think so. Um, I do not think so. I do not think that that is going to get put out there. I don't think that they are going to disclose that to the public for all the reasons that you know that that everybody in this audience probably can imagine. May I? Um, they're not add um, a prediction. Yeah, go ahead. I believe that we will see foreign intelligence or a foreign like corporate entity or maybe even like a whole group of um like a a diplomatic team get declared uh png over this just a just a prediction but i i have a feeling that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes i don't disagree um speculate on who it might be you know uh I don't think they'll go as far to point a finger at China. I think things are a little tense with China. I think that, you know, behind the scenes and off the record and out of the news, we'll see some changes of the guard in, in, in Chinese diplomatic circles. Um, certainly, you know, Russian and anyone that was a part of, uh, the former Soviet Union, because the Russian Federation didn't quite grab up as much of the Soviet Union as perhaps they had hoped or could. And then, of course, anyone that's studied history knows that that uh, the wars in the Caucasus and and uh, the contention over the Middle East, Africa, you know. Latin America and and of course North America and Europe. Obviously, there's there's uh, a bit going on there. It's hard to say, man. For those that um, aren't aware, PNG means persona non grata, and uh, not not only our State Department, but other diplomatic corps around the world. If you give bad intelligence or in, or like uh, caught in an op or um, some sort of like counterintelligence activity and they can't quite prove you, you know, like blew somebody up with a bomb in Baghdad, which means SEALs or SF are going to shoot you in the face. Or, uh, well, you know, the Airborne and the Marines are hanging out. Or it could be as simple as just being like, hey, don't ever come back into this ever again. Don't ever contact us again. You're not a reliable source. We don't trust you. Um, there, there's varying degrees of being hit with a, a PNG designation. But I feel like I did a pretty good job summing it up. And... Uh, I think this is coming. I think there's a big 
big in i just have a gut feeling there's a big intelligence operation being run behind the scenes and and really that's all i got as far as what's happened in the last like two or three weeks and um i'm passing the mic because i haven't been able to study i haven't been able to for uh a disclaimer i have not been able to study what's going on much but it's pretty right. serious from what i've read oh well if a i would so i'm not going to be surprised if a foreign intelligence service gets wrapped up in this i was just curious to get your thoughts on who that would be um i don't think that it will be the chinese uh that would be that would be stupid uh, not plausible, but then again, look at the crowd who's purveying this stuff. Um, as far as you're saying that you think it's an intelligence operation, um, yeah, they're, they're absolutely trying to blackmail uh, the former president. That's, the, the, you know, but uh, there's a piece up on AmericanPartisan.org that came from the Gateway Pundit last night, uh, came across the wire. And the same team that led the Russia hoax, quote unquote, is also the ones behind the Mar-a-Lago raid really pushing this. So, um, yeah, to say there's an intelligence operation going on, sure. Um, But they're definitely, I think the, the end goal is eliminating Trump from being able to run his eligibility in 2024 and spinning an entire narrative now that he was uh, some sort of foreign asset or under foreign control or some nonsense that they've made up, uh, which is completely made up. The the thing is, is they, they have created it for themselves an entire feedback loop where they are creating information generated on reports in the Washington Post and the New York Times which are completely fictitious, okay, and we know that there is substantial evidence that they get their talking points handed to them from the intelligence agencies themselves, specifically the CIA. So there's a very strong case, at least in my mind, that can be made that our intelligence agencies, the IC, uh, the intelligence community, as it were, has really declared war on conservatism here in America. They've declared war on the traditional American because they've lost control. They've lost control here at home. And uh, that is at least my opinion on it. That is what I think. Um, And the evidence that I am looking at, that is what I see. And we're going to be discussing that in a little bit more detail uh, here soon. But before we move on, uh, Megmatic, Madman Actual, what are y'all's thoughts? Go for it, Mac. Um, I mean, this is really kind of <clears throat> a little bit outside my normal wheelhouse per se, but to kind of stab at it from my personal thoughts, I think it's setting a very dangerous precedent um, that if you <clears throat> become, hold on. You there, Madman? We'll come back to you, Madman. Oh boy, yeah, it's been a busy week. Uh, so good tagging along 
with uh, the intelligence operation. I think that certainly uh, our intelligence agencies, um, and I've said this before, are not the best in the first place. Um, <clears throat> really susceptible to foreign interference. I totally agree that a foreign spy agency or network is probably going to get rolled up. Um, we might not hear about it, or we might, depending on who it is, really. Like, if it's Israel, not hearing about it. Uh, China, probably going to hear about it. If it's Russia, which I doubt, because um, Russia's big thing is cyber. Like, they don't... They'd rather not send a human being for something that they can rip off of some idiot's computer with a phishing email. Outsourced. Um, some... Yeah, and they don't even do it themselves. Well, they do, but like they hire their quote-unquote uh, Russian hacker that just happens to be in Russia. But it's always like some empty warehouse that's the, it being routed through. So... Yeah, it's hard to say, man. Uh, the FBI clearly is like not really great at their job lately. Um, you know, we they were caught red-handed with the whole Russia hoax, Russia collusion thing. Um, just there's been too many times that they've been caught in a dead lie um, based off of bad intel. And I don't know if it's somebody feeding them bad intel on purpose because. Like, Scott, you were saying, they get this shit from the Washington Post and the Atlantic and just silly newspapers like that. And sometimes it's an opinion piece. And, yeah, I mean, with those, like, anybody can write it. And even then, foreign intelligence agencies are crawling all over our media. Um, I'd be willing to... Specifically China and Israel. Yeah, Israel's bad about it, too. Um, I'd be willing to lay money that over 60% of our media is foreign intelligence agencies just, like, making shit up or spinning the story and just whipping everybody into a craze. Yeah, any um, number over 50 is accurate. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of naive college kids that don't know any better and they think they're doing the righteous thing. But really, they're yeah. just being groomed to be an asset without them even knowing it because they're so stupid because all they do is blow cocaine up their nose and smoke pot and go drink. And no, those are all those are like the social equivalent of the dudes that charge the machine gun and the artillery when the whistle is blown. It's like really, like one more time. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I mean, somebody's feeding them bad intel. So, which I mean, you know, that that's not to take away the blame from the FBI because, like, all right, guys, uh, you are the FBI. <laughs> um, you should have figured this shit out by now, um, especially with the Patriot Act. The whole point of that, or at least the portion of it, um, was, you know, the whole excuse for 9-11 happening in the first place is because everything was so compartmentalized that the FBI could not give information to the CIA. The CIA could not give information to the NSA because it was all classified different. So they brought everything together specifically for that. So it's like, all right, if we're sharing information... Like, CIA is pretty good at spying and setting up color revolutions and stuff like that. The FBI should be at least aware of how this works. And if they're not, shame on them. Um, you know, and if they're willingly going along with it, then, you know, I don't even know. 
that's fucked. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. You know, if they're willingly going along with it. But if they're just being naive idiots, then that's, I mean, that's arguably worse than willingly going along with it. Because that means we're extra screwed, you know, because like, right, they just don't know. And they're useless. They're, you know, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather deal with the corruption than have a bunch of morons that think that they're smart. Um, <laughs> I, you know, at least the, at least I know the corrupt asshole knows he's corrupt. The idiot actually doesn't know he's an idiot. Right. So, um, but that's my take on the whole thing. And the fact that the judge like confirmed the judge who signed off on the warrant was an attorney for guys linked Epstein. to Epstein. Yeah. Confirmed today. Saw the, I saw multiple sources of that document and uh, yeah, yep. the warrant was signed by him for Mar-a-Lago. I even Google mapped it just to make sure that was the right address. And sure enough, uh, yeah, right. right there. And I'm it's, like, hmm, it's, all right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, they, they can't they can't hide their political bias anymore. That that's the thing. And when you no longer have objectivity, I mean, there, there's definitely a a good argument to be made that there was never objectivity to it to any of it, right? Since the very beginning of these organizations, there's never been objectivity. I get that, and and that you know that that's part of human nature. But at the same time, there's there's we have a whole segment of our law enforcement at the federal level and, and a good case could be made that the entirety of it at the federal level has absolutely no oversight whatsoever because the FBI can say, Oh, Hey Senator, you know, you want to audit us? Well, that's fine. Look at what we have on you, you know? And, and this was what J Edgar Hoover was advocating in the very beginning of the FBI. And these were some of the arguments that were being made at the time at the creation of the FBI. These are some of the arguments against such an entity to say, hey, this could be weaponized for a political purpose. Maybe we shouldn't have this. Maybe this is a bad idea. And here we are. Uh, here we are. And, and we don't know how long this has been going on. Um, we don't know how long this has influenced budgeting, foreign policy, domestic policy. We don't know. And there's a very strong case that can be made at least back to the 1970s, albeit from uh, targeting the left, right, which what we learned from COINTELPRO. But now this, this really needs to be called on the carpet for what it is doing currently. And the thing is, is that that is not going to happen without a major, major backlash. And if, if we don't have election transparency, and we have the FBI that is uh, apparently, as we've learned with the Gretchen Whitmer case, uh, where you know you had nothing but FBI agents and confidential informants from top to bottom in the entirety of the case. When you have that that occurring at every single level, and they are literally fabricating a case to entrap just a, a couple of people. There's a larger political purpose that's happening there. There's a, a larger uh, political goal to be uh, achieved there, and it's to paint everybody, all everybody on the right, and everybody that is you know militant on the right, saying, "Hey, I've got a right to be armed. I have a right to be organized. I have a right to believe my country is the greatest in the world. I have a right to my thoughts. I have a right to my speech. I have a right to organize." 
right? And they're going to sit back and say, well, sure you do, but this may happen to you, and we're going to terrorize the populace, and we're going to keep you living in fear, and we're going to keep you from one another, and, and we've become the society of 1984. We've become Inksock at that point. And so uh, we don't know exactly how long this has been going on, but I do know, and I can tell you this, that the people with power right now are not going to willingly abdicate it. They are not going to willingly abdicate it. And if you think that, that you know, let's say um, November, we magically have election transparency. We ain't, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, we ain't. If you think that we are, you live in a fantasy land, but hey, that's fine. That's fine. Those are your beliefs. You're entitled to them. But if you think after November that anything is going to change in D.C., okay, if you think that after November that, that a bunch of Republicans are going to get in and magically they're going to change everything, right? If you think that, well, I want you to wait until January. Okay, January when they're sworn in and I want you to see how much is going to change. Nothing. It's not going to change anything. Because the FBI right now, I'm going to tell you what they are doing right now. They are implanting their own people in the campaigns of every one of these Make America Great candidates. They are implanting snitches into every one of those. Okay, do you remember all of the informants that came out that were inside of the, the Trump campaign in 2016? All of the uh, leakers, all of the quote-unquote whistleblowers, all of the people who were writing letters to the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Atlantic, etc., etc., etc. Don't you think that's going on at the macro level right now? And do you think that these candidates have the ability to screen every single staffer and control what every single staffer is doing? Their social media records. Do you think they have the ability to button all that up? No, they don't. They don't have the time to do that because they're busy campaigning. What is being planted right now inside of those campaigns and against these candidates that is highly blackmailable? That is going to be used against them when they get sworn in in January. And that is to say, if they get elected in free and fair elections. Some of them will. There, there's going to be enough of them that get into where it looks like there's transparency. That's the way all this works. But quickly they're going to be controlled. Quickly they're going to be approached by somebody who was a, just a loyal campaign staffer. Who's going to say, hey, you know what? This is what I have on you. This is who I actually work for. And this is how you're going to vote on this. That's how people like Mitch McConnell stay in power. That's how people like Nancy Pelosi become Speaker of the House over and over and over again. That's how it works. Folks, that's why you're never going to vote your way out of this. And that's why there's never going to be any transparency until the day that it is. And that's why you need to be collectivizing and organizing now. One of the most dangerous things that has ever happened on the right was this belief that everybody is an individual and we're all going to be magic individuals and we're all going to be individual people and the individual tree gets blown over in the hurricane. But the forest remains. Do you understand? Do you understand now? 
Magmatic, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's voting is uh, as we learned last election. It ain't it ain't doing shit. It ain't saving anybody. All these people that are saying it just you know basically you know we joke, but that we say you know vote harder. It's not it's not fixing anything. It's not. It's like the old saying that if voting actually did anything, they wouldn't let us do it. Um, it, I, it, there's a lot, man. I don't even, I don't even really know where to start. There's so much to even, even start with, with all of this. Um, there's, like Madman said, it's been a very, very busy week and there's been so, so much stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's so, it's so hard to even like, like pick a place to start and be like, well, this is, this is why we're fucked. Not like we're fucked, but like the situation is going to go bad. Like it's, it's a guarantee now. Um, right. There's just, there's so much, God, if you're, if you're coming into it now, like just starting, I feel for you because it's, you have a lot of catching up to do and not a lot of time to catch up. Right. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's not hopeless. No, it's not hopeless. No, never. It's not hopeless at all. Not, not saying that. It's just, it's going to take a lot, a lot more work. Um. But it's, yeah, I, just voting in general just isn't going to, isn't going to fix any of this. There's, there's no, I mean, we tried this with the, the Tea Party movement and all this other shit that it, none of these three parties are, are going to do anything because they're so single issue and they're so extreme in that single issue that it alienates so many people. Um like the internet thing, I like calling people normies. If you call people normies in like day-to-day conversation, I promise you, you have no friends and you probably have petism. Like it's just point blank. Like you, like the way that we joke online, you cannot interact with real people like that. Right. You expect to, to get anything done. And then without, without any of that community legitimacy, all of your efforts will be for naught. Right. Yeah, I think I think that it is changing in a positive direction, but it's the politics of today are not reflecting that change, nor are they going to. Um, there, there has to be, and, and this is the point that I was trying to make um, on the uh, the council on future conflict, was that there there always has to be a political solution. Okay, but with that said, guerrilla warfare, as it were. Okay, guerrilla warfare, right? The, you know, when I say guerrilla, everybody kind of imagines a, a bearded, disheveled group of dudes with, you know, guns in the hills and whatever, right? And that's kind of how we think about it. But you, 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 there has to be a political solution, yes, at the end, but the politics must be reflective of the guerrilla. And the guerrilla is reflective of the population in which he defends and the population in which supports him. Okay. And uh, 305HJD in the comments, you know, he, uh, he had some great points on that show. 
I'm not saying he didn't, okay? I'm, I'm not saying, well, actually, there were some points that he got completely wrong, and I'll just go on to say that. Now, if, if you think the only answer is, is that, hey, go read the Federalist Papers, I'm sorry, man, you're fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong, because the rest of the people out there, your, your opponents don't give two shits about the Federalist Papers, okay, period. And so you can read all that stuff as a guiding first principle, and that's fine. We've already done that. We're past that, okay? That can't be your argument. So I don't want to hear that anymore. And nobody else does either. We don't want to hear that, okay? But, but the other points are that, yeah, there has to be a political solution, but the politics, the politics are reflective of the people who are holding the politicians to the flame. Okay, we're holding you accountable. There has to be accountability. All right, there there has to be accountability. It has to be swift. Somebody like a Hillary Clinton, with so many decades of documented corruption behind her, never should have got to where she got. Okay, period. It never should have went that far. It never should have went that far. Okay, somebody with the amount of corruption behind them as Dick Cheney never should have got to where they got. They never should have gotten that far. And yet they did. Okay, and yet they did. So the point that I was making on that show, and I'll make it again, was you, you when, when you have uh, the gorilla that, that is fighting, there has to be a negotiated settlement. How do you do that, right? That's the very top, the capstone of, of the, the Aris-Soro uh, pyramid. You have to go look that up, right? The, the resistance pyramid, very capstone of that is a negotiated settlement. So how do you get there? Who are the negotiators? Who are the leaders of the Taliban at the very end, just one year ago in Afghanistan? Okay, the, the Taliban, in case you didn't know, are in the middle of a civil war right now. Uh, they, they're in the middle of a civil war, not against the, the resistance force, quote unquote, out of the pancher, because they're, they're pretty quiet. They they have a beef with the Taliban, but it's not not a huge one. And the Taliban's letting them exist, right? They're actually in a pretty major fight with ISIS right now. Probably didn't know about all that. I meant to talk about that today, uh, but anyway, I did not know about that. And oh yeah, the amount of resources and total geography and population of Afghanistan. Yep, that makes sense. I mean, it yep. makes sense, but. The, the point is, is who are the political leaders? The political leaders come from the successful in combat. All right. So the point I was making, the, the direct correlation is the IRA and Sinn Féin. Who were the leaders of Sinn Féin? Okay. Who, who were they? Who, who are the leaders currently of Sinn Féin? They're members of the IRA. They're already indoctrinated to the organization. Okay. Now, I, I recognize fully they're on the left wing side of the house. Okay. I get it. You use, because I got a couple emails from people after that. We're like, oh, what do you mean? You should Look, I don't want to hear about that, okay? I know who they are. I know what they are. I know I know a lot more about it than most of you do. Okay, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. But the point is that Sinn Féin, Jerry Adams, was an IRA fighter. Okay, and he, he was politically savvy, and he knew how to talk to people. He was a, a and, and well, he is, because he's still alive, right? He's a very good front man for their organization on the political side of the house, and he's somebody who they, they can get behind, right? And so you have to have both. 
But you cannot have both when there is the your elected people who are in, who are running the show at the top, right? The contemporary Republican Party. Can anybody say that that Mitch McConnell supports your interest? No, no, and it would be dumb to say so. And he's never going to. And he's very open about that too. By the way, he doesn't support your interests, and he's he's there, and he said you know says his nonsensical things and goes away. He's, he's he supports DC, he supports himself, and he supports the mainstream Republican Party. Period. They're not supporting your interests, so quit playing by their rules. Okay. Period. Period. End of story. So. With that said, you really need to be thinking outside of those terms. You know, the, the current political structure, as it were, is failing to work. Okay, it's failing to meet the needs of the people. Period. Period. And anybody that argues that it's meeting the needs of the people, look at New York. Look at New York. Look at the border. Look at Chicago. I mean, can anybody, anybody out there, anybody, Make a, make a rational argument that this is a success of government to protect the people? No. No, it's a complete failure. It's a complete breakdown. It is the without rule of law. That is exactly where we are. And it's being led by these politicians. Period. Period. End of story. And who are they getting to enforce their edicts? Why? The 87,000 IRS agents who are going to be armed. Right, so um, have the have each of you seen this video? Uh, the video, the pictures that are coming out of these "quote unquote" trainees. Absolutely, um, it is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, it's oh my lord! I there are rumors that allegedly, allegedly, uh, those are accounting students that are getting like a little taste of what it would be like to be able to do something other than sit behind the computer with those accounting skills. Um, but I, today I don't like 10 years ago, I would have believed that carte blanche today. I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pardon. Uh, so I saw a couple videos of it and I came to three conclusions that one, this whole 87,000 is a giant scheme to get the unemployment numbers to go down, um, which is unlikely, but like my old man said, uh, never underestimate what a politician will do to stay in office. And the second is that it's fake for the reason that those aren't actually the people that they're training. And it's meant to make us make fun of them thinking that, oh my God, these are the clowns that they're training. They're not going to send serious dudes or they're actually training these people. And I'm so frustrated how much money they spent and like that's what they're producing so those are the three those are the three conclusions i came to i you know the over analyzing side of my brain thinks it's the second where they're faking us out where like they are training serious guys and they're not hiring a bunch of 
idiots and like giant fat guys and people in wheelchairs to be like knocking on doors and having guns. And the girl that got her nails did. Yeah. I I think, uh, God, you'd think they'd know not to put out like any of this, you know? Well, that's see, that's what makes me feel like it's uh, a fake. Why would they film this and then be like, we should put this out for public release? Well, probably because the person who's responsible for that uh, is like that clown in the White House that's like super homo and dresses like a chick and does his nails um, and is totally mentally ill. And thought which one? Which which one? You're not narrowing it down, brother. He's I'm, more than one up there. I can't remember his name. <sighs> Sam Brin, the one that dresses like a dog. No, I I think so. I can't remember. Or the or like the uh, too many of them. I can't. The Admiral. Oh, oh, uh, Waddle. No, I I know exactly no, which not, one Madman's talking about. My, he's a like a Gen Zer. Yeah, he's like super young. He was like an intern or something. But it could be somebody like that that genuinely thought it was a good idea. Um, which I wouldn't surprise me these days, but, um, man, part of me really thinks that they just spent all that money and hired all those people to get the unemployment numbers down because look at, look at all the people they hired They're They, they all, they do look useless. I've so, met IRS agents like in the past, they are not the like IRS CID agents. They are not the, uh, the creme de la creme. Like, we right. make fun of ATF agents, and then, like, <laughs> four steps below ATF agents are, like, TSA dudes, and then, like, three steps below them are IRS CID. <laughs> oh, they're not, yeah, like, I, they're... It, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it, it... I don't doubt that those people are employed by the IRS. Um, so, like I said, I... I'm really confident that those videos are like, I mean, it's fake news, but it's not actually fake. I think those people are so useless and this administration is so desperate for wins. You know, they got the whole dark Brandon thing going on. Like this makes a lot of sense. They, they really need wins. And I think that they hired the most useless idiots that would normally be working at Starbucks or, you know, XYZ coffee shop or pizza hut. You know what I mean? Like just not gainful employee, gainfully employed people. And they offered them, you know, $65,000. And that's like the most money any of those people have probably made. Cause like the one guy, yeah, he was like four or 500 pounds, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, and then, yeah, you got girl, girlfriend that got her nails did right before she went and then uh yeah there's just like a bunch of young idiots and they all looked totally <laughs> useless and unemployable it's reno 911 man like that that's what i thought when i was watching this it, i was this, looking for this, this is this reno 911 <laughs> i was looking for the short shorts man i really was lieutenant dangle yeah i was looking for lieutenant dangle in the background Doing some karate kick and a high yaw and pulling out his gun. Yeah. Man. But uh, that's that's my take on the whole IRS thing. I mean, it is concerning. Hi-ya! But uh, I, I rest easy knowing 
that the majority of federal employees are not that smart and uh, not really good at their job either. Like they're not no. trainable. They're barely trainable. Um, yeah. yeah. That's just my experience throughout the entire federal government, you know, just seven years in the army and you work with so many contractors and DOD employees and you're just like, dude, you're in charge of all of us. Like what? <laughs> you look like the boss and sound like the boss from office space. Like what is happening right now? Is this, is this real life? We used to joke and say it was a social experiment to see if we would all go nuts. Uh, and it kind of worked if it was a social experiment, but yeah, I, the government employees are like, there's a reason the jokes exist about government employees. They're not very bright. They don't work hard. They're there for a paycheck and that's about it. They're not, they're not ideologues that are motivated to go take down the domestic violent extremists or whatever the hell they're calling us. So I'll shut up. Nah, man. Any other thoughts? There was some, if so in some of the videos it talked about like the things that they were training them on and there was some really interesting stuff in there. So first I want to kind of hit on like <clears throat> when they hired all these new or said they were going to hire all these new IRS agents, they said that they weren't going to be auditing people that made less than 400,000. 50% of the people that were audited last year made less than 75,000 annually. Yep. Yep. So call them bullshit right off the bat on that. Um, but then you look at like the stuff that they're doing and even in the training, like they don't even try to hide it very well that like they're openly like trying to interrogate and, or like soft interrogate with like a, a wire. Um, <clears throat> this guy that runs a uh, landscaping business and he bought a couple of trucks and they're trying to, cause they suspect and did like an audit of his books and found out that he bought the trucks with, Oh no, undeclared money. And therefore needs to go to jail. Like that's who they were training right. to like arrest in this, this little course in some of the videos that they were showing. Like, yep. Oh, but heaven they... forbid this guy got two pickup trucks for his landscaping business that he bought with money off the books. Heaven forbid we need to get him now. All of these people that are making, you know, all these untold millions, hundreds of millions of dollars off of, uh, insider training <clears throat> uh we don't even say anything about that but these people just trying to make a living yeah or like the corporations that moved our jobs outside of the country in exchange for billions of dollars i mean billions like come on you serious unbelievable dude well, you can look up a map of who it's there. There's a heat map of who has been audited in America last year. All right. I don't have it sitting in front of me, but I've seen this map. You can pull it up. Um, and when you look at who gets audited, it's almost nobody in a certain particular area of the Northeast. It's very, very interesting. But then when you get into the lower income parts of the United States, well, all of a sudden those audit numbers just jump, uh, particularly the southeastern United States. Man, it just jumps. Uh, Sir, jumps. I, am already, I am already writing the PowerPoint on why this 
statistical phenomenon occurs. Poor people are desperate and they're lying about their books. Come on. Come on. Obviously. Obviously. It's almost as if, I don't know, and this is just my uh, the, the populist side coming out of me. It's almost like the IRS exists to fleece people and keep a very rigid social stratification. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's what it looks like. And now they're being armed and doing it. They're being armed to do it. And and how dare you uh, not pay attention? I got audited. Okay, I got audited. I got audited as soon as I filed. You know, it was immediate. Hey, you know, cool. And, and I get that. All right, I get that. I expect it. It will probably happen every year from, from here on out. Okay, um, but I keep the receipts for everything, man. It's all there. You know, and, you know, push comes to shove. You audit it, find out that, oh, well, it turns out you paid a little bit too much in taxes. Well, uh, uh, how about that? How about that? But I'm going to tell you something. Don't show up here armed. Don't show up here armed because North Carolina state law has some things to say about that. So don't show up here armed. Just, just saying. Law enforcement knows it. You know, period, period. End of story. You know, you, and, and you're going to come and you're going to fleece the American people. That is exactly what you're doing to pay for your bullshit wars, pay for your bullshit war going on in Ukraine, which you're not winning, by the way. If you were winning, if you were winning and there was something tangible to be gained for the people of the United States, sure, but it's not. It's not. And, of course, our, our, our rubber stamp president, who's habitually on vacation, goes back to D.C. for one day so that he can sign a bill giving $800 million to Ukraine for what? For what? So they can turn around and give it to the Chinese again, which is what they did. They did that last week. And we're going to do that again, waving your little blue and yellow flag. Good job. Good job, you morons. How much, uh, how much of Ukraine agricultural land does China own? I saw some interesting statistics a bit. the other day. Yeah, a good, a, a, little, a good chunk. My understanding, a little is bit of ours too. Yep. Curious. Curious. I wonder if they'll get audited. I wonder if the Chinese companies, the Chinese-owned companies here in the United States, are going to get audited. I wonder. I mean, it's an open question. It. I mean, you know. Straight talk, like why is the farm next to me owned by Zhangji Industries? Like, what what is up with that? Like, you think national security would put the uh, kibosh on that kind of stuff? But no, I guess not. I guess mm -hmm. not. You'd think. Money talks. What do you think? I looked it up, and it's about five percent of Ukraine. Over three million hecta acres, so about eleven thousand five hundred square miles. Oh yeah, is, uh, and and you know they own the best China. grain producing, three feet of topsoil. You know they own primo real estate. The Chinese aren't stupid. Their money to anybody. Oh, and that was in twenty fifteen. Oh wow, so it's probably fifteen percent then, huh? Oh, it's probably much higher now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gee, I, you know, I wonder if uh, China said to Ukraine, uh, not Ukraine, 
said to Russia, hey, you think you're the leader of world communism? Watch this. And then Russia was like, oh, shit, we should probably charge in because... China bought nearly one-tenth of Ukraine's arable farmland. That's awesome. How much does Rush, uh, Russian oligarchs and... Because I bet they're in on it together. And they made a deal behind the scenes. China is probably supposed to make a move somewhere, too. Let me look. Yeah, I, dude, it, I don't even need to look it up. I, well, I should, <laughs> but... You know, I'm Russia guessing it's probably 22% of, of agricultural land. Of course they do. So almost almost 30% between the two for sure. And they're always they're always bucking at each other, aren't they? Those motherfuckers, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, dude. Absolutely impossible. People are going to be... Oh, so I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story. A friend of mine, his dog died of respiratory infection. And, you know, I'm a history major, so I appreciate a certain type of humor. On the gravestone for the for the dog, like, and he 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 built a nice grave for this dog. It was a good dog. Uh, but you know, talking like a human tier gravestone, you know, a couple square feet and it said, uh, killed by COVID on the, on the grave of the, of the dog. And he turns to me and he says, you know, somebody's going to dig this up in a thousand years and they're going to be like, wow, not only did millions of people die from COVID and the whole world fell to shit. But the dogs were dying too. <laughs> the dogs were dying too. <sighs> I appreciate that kind of humor. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, uh, the, the do- <laughs> dogs are also dying. Uh, they're also dying. They may also be dying of monkeypox. Um, there was the first recorded case of human to animal monkeypox transmission. In Britain, there was a uh, a gay couple that owned a dog, and he got monkeypox. And uh, you know, they were they were a little quiet about how the dog got monkeypox. But yeah, um, the, the jokes sure, write themselves. God, yes, yes, especially mm, when they come out and no. release that the whole like skin to skin spread of. Uh, like, oh, you can just touch somebody and get monkeypox. Is that what they're trying to say mm-hmm. about, like, some of, like, the kids and the dogs that have gotten monkeypox? Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. It has to be, like, specifically, like, a sexual style transmission. And everyone's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> there God, is, what an uncomfortable conversation. There is uh, no amount of alcohol that I could ever drink. That will make me feel better about that dog getting monkeypox. No. 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 And what's worse is, like, the reports of it winding up in daycares. Um, Yep. Man. Bro. That's uh, that's rough to hear about. uh, The couple that just got caught for child porn? Yeah. 
with their own kids. And in Georgia. Very predictably. Just a cursory well, search of their social media, and uh, they certainly... Georgia. That was, was Atlanta. Well, yeah. This is true. The, the Sodom of the South. So... Yeah. I will not have yeah. you besmirch the good name of Hotlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta is is not a place anybody should ever want to go for any reason. Um, as in hot corn, terrible, and you should back yeah. off because it's hot. Oh. Hotlanta. Yeah. yeah. Ah, the only good thing about Atlanta is the Braves, man. Is the Braves? And that's about it. But. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, shifting gears, getting away from uh, sexually defiled dogs and monkeypox, because uh, man, I took us down a wrong, the wrong avenue there. But switching gears a little bit, something that I'm sure each of you have quite a bit of thoughts on. Uh, something that has went viral on Twitter, and uh, I think is extremely, extremely significant is a tweet originally from Edward Lucy, uh, Edward G. Lucy. And um, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he is a, uh, something of a, a mouthpiece in the mainstream media. Um, you know, one of the frequent talking heads on, you know, all of the, uh, the corporate media channels. But uh, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career. Have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close. And what's significant is not that statement, because who cares? This guy, whatever, man. Nobody really, you know, he, he's... In the big scheme of things, somebody like him is expendable. He is a, a Western version of, of Khashoggi. Uh, nobody really cares about this guy in, in the end. He, in, and if something were to occur and he would be taken off the field, he you know he would be something of a martyr. Oh, look what they did. Look what they did. Um, but what is important is a response here. General Michael Hayden. General Michael Hayden, who uh, obviously spent a very long career in the United States military, but also even even more notably at the CIA. His response, I agree, and I was the CIA director. Now, this had 23.2 thousand retweets, 2,326 quoted treat, uh, tweets, Treats and 86.9 thousand likes. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So here we have 86.9 thousand people out there, or bots, maybe, who knows? Um, you know, it, it is what it is, right? But we have a, a large number of people out there, approaching 90,000 people who agree. With this, who don't just agree with this, but who vociferously agree with such a statement. That anybody who is to the right of center is a political force that is more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than anyone else ever in the history of, of extremism, terrorism, 
the global war on terror that is just non-ending, right? Nothing's worse than today's Republicans. And here you have the CIA director, a man who has ordered drone strikes, who has directed killings overseas, who has run operations that have killed probably untold thousands of people. The CIA has managed its own terror organizations to run in parallel and siphon off from other organizations. I know for a fact that they've done this because I've seen it. And this is what this man says. Folks, if you don't think that this narrative that they are being spun right now, they are spinning and in the act of spinning, if you don't think that what they're doing here by spouting this language off is going to have a violent end to it, and they are envisioning a violent end to it, they are going to ratchet this up. Again, it's what I was saying in the first part of the show. They know right now, as a power structure, they are in major, major danger. They're being threatened. Their legitimacy has been exposed. What are they going to do next? What are your thoughts, guys? Uh, they've been they've been they've been saying this stuff for for a while. I mean, you go back to how what was it 2018, 2019 when you had uh, the director of the CIA or no, it was about that time. The director of the CIA saying that he wanted to go to war with Trump supporters or was it 2020? Anyway, regardless of when it happened, the director of the CIA said that he wanted to go to war with Trump supporters. Like, they've been saying this shit for a while. That was um, Brennan. That was, that was 24. I was trying to think. I don't think Hayden, to my knowledge, has made a statement like that. Brennan definitely has, as has yeah. James Clark. That's what it was. Um, but they've <clears throat> they've talked about, you know, wanting to do this for a while. Um and there were there were hints at it in the uh, the summer of love that we had and talks of taking protests um, into suburban and rural areas. Um, and they talked about it again was it a couple months ago. They talked about taking protests out into uh, rural America. It, that is it's, it's, it's nothing new. Um, to your point, Mechmatic. That is a uh, Maoist doctrine to surround the cities. Yes. Yes. Um, it. I mean, it's it's a lot to unpack, but at the same time, they've been saying this shit for years, um, and that they they they're openly saying now that they they want us fucking dead. They don't want us just out of power. They don't want us just in a quarantine camp um they want us dead they want us out of the picture entirely um because we are their threat to their power so uh golf 21 said it down in the comments uh more high profile guys get pummeled as examples um i said this the other day um, I got a feeling that a lot of right-wing heroes are about to get, uh, they've been captured. Now they're about to get killed. So 
whatever nonsense blackmail uh, photos or videos or whatever they have. Uh, it's about to get leaked. You know, you might see some Democrats go down as well. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of, I think a lot of skeletons are about to get leaked out of closets because, uh, you know, Mech, to your point, you know, it ultimately it's going to go to where every communist revolution ever has gone, which is street violence, um, similar to like the Spanish Civil War, the French Revolution, or all of them pretty much throughout history. Um, <clears throat> but specifically now, especially, you know, we have the internet and cell phones and we're just, you know, instant communication. They want us to feel as isolated as possible. And if they take out all of the right wing heroes, that's going to isolate everybody. You know, if Trump goes away and can't run and then, um, I don't know, name, name everybody's favorite guy of the week or gal of the week. I think they're about to go down here pretty shortly. So the voter base feels isolated and they feel like victory is not possible. Uh, which is why I preach local because at the end of the day, um, the, if you organize your local community, even my town is pretty small, but I'm also bordering three other small towns and I am going to talk shit. I would pay every penny I have to see a federal law enforcement agency try to come in here if all of these towns were organized. They wouldn't be able to do anything. You would need the National Guard. You would need active duty soldiers on the streets to do anything about my area if we were all collective. Fuck you guys. Yeah, they don't have enough to do that. They don't. And I mean, we got our asses beat by the Taliban and they were loosely organized compared to what we can do in the US. Because, you know, and Mac, you said it, like you can't, you know, you don't go up and call people normies, you know, like you get involved. Uh, if you got kids, like get them into the sports leagues, get them into anything and any local organization, there's plenty of them. You know, you might not know about them now, but if you actually go look for them, they're everywhere. And if you look, uh, you know, my son's starting football this year and I was looking around at all the dads and I was like, all right, that dude's wearing an 82nd airborne t-shirt. That dude's got a nine line shirt. That guy's got, you know, just a hat with an American flag. on. You know what I mean? Like you start noticing and you're like, you know what? I bet you we're all thinking the exact same thing. Just nobody wants to say it. Cause we're all like scared that we're going to like get caught. You know, you got that weird feeling of like, I don't want to get ousted as like the crazy guy. Um, and I've just been having casual conversations with people and I've been pleasantly surprised at what I've heard. So like I said, but they don't want us to do that. They don't want us to organize and they want us to lose our national political heroes so don't be surprised in the next month or two up really leading up to this election um a whole lot of dirt getting thrown out it's it's going to be a mud fight and people on both sides are going to get hit because it is two sides like you know there is a left wing and right wing um but then the left wing and the right wing both have factions that are fighting for power but ultimately those two sides are fighting for power 
but it's also yep. they're fighting for power. So you have to keep that in mind too. They're not they're not fighting. One's not fighting for liberty, and the other's fighting for totalitarianism. They're both fighting for power. They both yep. equally do not give a shit about you, your family, whether you have food every night, whether you're able to heat or air condition your house, whether you have gas. They don't care about that. They care about enriching themselves and keeping. Yep. <clears throat> They're billionaire friends happy. That's all they give a shit about. So don't don't vest too much trust in national level politics. Get involved local. Run for office or at least like God, go to a town council meeting or something. Anything. Yeah. Dude, hundred percent. Hundred percent top to bottom. I mean, you're exactly right. And I had somebody uh, who I know and am friends with who uh, just today was asking me about Joe Manchin because I've talked about Joe Manchin on the show in the past. And, um, you know, he's a Democrat. Uh, I kind of considered him to be somewhat to be at least respected as true to, to what those Democrat principles used to be in fighting for the guy on main street and, you know, kind of the, the populist vibe. And I, I get all that, um, and, and have respect for that. And he, you know, there was a lot of things that Manchin was saying that, you know, he couldn't get behind and, you know, Democrat aims stuff. And then all of a sudden he comes out and he supports this bill that he knows damn well is going to rip everybody off. Okay. That's going to rip everybody off out there. And it's going to hit the, one of the most impoverished states that we have. It's already been completely decimated by the reduction in the coal industry, West Virginia. It's his state, the one that he claims he fights for. It's going to hit them the hardest. And he knows it. Okay. He knows it. And he went out there and said, well, no, 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 it's not going to do all these things when the Congressional Budgeting Office comes out and says that it is. So he knows damn well it's a lie. To my point, and to your point, Batman, is that is reflective of what you're pointing out. Manchin's been compromised, and he's been compromised for a long time now. And they said, you know what? You're either going to get behind this to keep yourself in power or we're going to destroy you because we know where the skeletons are in your closet and we're going to let it all out. Because right now, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party at the D.C. level right now are having purity tests on both sides and they're purging the outliers. That's what I was saying in, in earlier in the show is that Every one of these campaigns, it's not the candidates. The candidates can get out there and tell you the, the MAGA stuff all they want. They can say, you know, oh, hey, you know, we this is what we believe. And they probably genuinely do. Okay, they probably genuinely do. Look at Trump 2016 into 2017. Look at Trump and, and exactly how much chaos was happening behind the scenes. You had Bannon. Bannon was there. There was people that were jockeying for power. You had Sebastian. Bannon's on one end. You got Sebastian Gorka on the other. Sebastian Gorka, who, you know, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, and, and, and we'll just put that mildly. I'm not that guy's biggest fan, and I do not trust him. And you had all these snakes that were in there. Okay, you had all these snakes that were being exposed from these different angles, and they all had dirt, and they were all looking for dirt on those campaigns. You had Papadopoulos, who was another guy, who was just dumb enough to talk to the wrong person. Okay, it wasn't that he was stupid. 
It was just that he didn't know what he didn't know. He didn't know the game that was being played against him. He didn't know what he was getting into, and they knew that he was easily compromisable, and they got him. Okay, and he was the first example that they went after, and they got. So my point is, is that right now at DC, at the DC level, they're having a purification. They're having a internal purge of all the outliers that are out there. And that's how you keep getting these deep state miscreants that keep bubbling up. How do the call waves keep themselves where they are, right? How do they stay in power? And that's exactly how they stay in power. So you're exactly right. And I think that there is going to get, uh, there is about to be a lot of dirt that's going to be unleashed. And it's going to be unleashed at a lot of the fringe candidates that are out there. If I were Ron Paul, or uh, Rand Paul rather, right now, I would definitely be battening down the hatches. If I were Mike Lee, I would be watching myself too. Okay, because you get that snake Mitt Romney that's also in your state, and he's looking to get you gone. All right. If I were Tom Cotton, I'd definitely be watching out. These, these guys really, really need to be very careful. And the thing is, is that it, it, you're, you're going to see dirt starting to get out there. So, yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. But what does that mean for us on Main Street? What does that mean at our level? When, when we have a former CIA director essentially saying, you know, we're, we're this menacing force. Yeah, that, that's worse than the Taliban, that's worse than Al-Qaeda, that's worse than ISIS, right? Because that's exactly what they're saying. And then you've got our, our uh, FBI, which is obviously corrupted, that is coming out with all these lists saying that we're all on there. You know, yours truly with the resistor logo, I, that's mine, okay? And that's up in it, that's out there. It's on it, okay? It's on the list, you know? So, yeah. You know, they, they are literally labeling us. They're putting it out there. And hey, that's fine. I would rather know and have no question than to, than to, to always wonder, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Am I making a difference? Because maybe we be judged by our enemies, right? Maybe we be judged by our enemies. I swore an oath to the Constitution and the people of the United States. I uphold that. I believe in that, and I believe in my country, and it is worth fighting for. I've done it, okay? I've done it. Everybody in here has done it. We've been there. We've done that, all right? So, you, you know, we, and, and we're here now. Our earth doesn't have an expiration date, and we love our country, right? And it's worth fighting for. The American people are worth fighting for. Our culture, our culture of freedom, it's worth fighting for. So what do you think? What do you guys think, in your opinions, what do you think that this, what measures are going to be taken next? What do you think, because if, if a CIA director, a former CIA director, now we've got two of them, all right, we've got John Brennan, who is literally evil incarnate. I mean, the guy looks like pure evil. And you have now General Michael Hayden, who is saying the same thing, essentially, that we're evil. What do you think their next step's going to be? I think we might see a new version of the uh, intolerable acts. I think that's what they're trying to do with these new IRS agents. I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I definitely think you hit the nail on the head there because these, these IRS agents, 
we're seeing what they want us to see. And we haven't seen what else. 87,000 is a lot of people. There wasn't 87,000 in that video. 87,000 is an army. I mean, twice the size of the FBI. Yeah. And they're, they're hiring them quick, man. Where are they getting these people from? Yeah, they put up an ad on Craigslist. Like, where where do they get these people from? Yeah, you know? like I, I mean, really, it, it seems like the the hiring process has been circumvented a little bit here. Well, they're going for quantity, not quality. It's the uh, it's the diversity motto. <laughs> quantity has a quality uh, of its own. John John 79 said the border, uh, and I answered, of course, yes, but I think there's a lot of truth spoken jest there. Um, You know, where where might they be coming from, the border? Maybe. Maybe work for, because we don't know. We we haven't even seen, to my knowledge, has has anybody even looked up the the applicant uh, or the application to, to become an applicant? Has anybody even looked one of these up? I mean, where are they? Um, how do you hire 87,000 people this quickly? Um, I got some serious questions, man. Because in it, it could be there could be a provision that you are a non-resident alien or a resident alien, and this is a way to get your citizenship, the same way they do with military service. So, hey, I mean... Could be a thing. Uh, could be a thing. Foreign, uh, RTO Jerry in the comments saying foreign hires. Yeah, I mean, could be. Could be. Um, the uh, Another commenter, they'll offer student loan debt payoff and have an army of libtards immediately. I think they've already done that. They've already done that. The Navy's currently doing that as well. Um, the Navy has a, a crazy recruiting crisis. Um, you know, living on the fall, saying uh, Pantifa, uh, Antifa for sure. For sure, I mean, how do you legitimize those activists? I mean, the, the EPA does that. That's, they, that is uh, kind of a, a dirty secret of the EPA. Where do the EPA agents come from? Most of them were uh, at least affiliated with Earth First when they were in college, when they were doing their undergrad work. That is, that, that's a dirty secret. You'll never hear that anywhere else, but I'm telling you it's real. Okay, you go to any university out there with a sociology department and an environmental science department and find the environmental sociologist. Okay, Invi- find the, the professor of environmental sociology and just look at um, what they're advocating and how their office is decorated. And that right there is going to tell you that that's their handler, that's the local Antifa handler. They're also the hiring agent for the EPA, okay? I'm telling you this as someone who has seen it, all right? I have seen it personally. So um, it's curious, uh, quite curious, but getting back to to the question, um, what what do you think their next move is? And so, you know, Magmatic 87,000 agents, what they're going after, obviously, uh, you know, we've seen the IRS be politicized and weaponized along those lines in the past. Lois Lerner, uh, the, going after uh, churches, the 501c3s. There's obviously these days a very target-rich environment out there. Uh, Madman, 
as somebody with substantial experience in, in this area, what do you think? What, what's your assessment? Well, you know, Mac, you said the intolerable acts, and uh, they kind of put my brain on a one-way ticket to a crazy town. Uh, I think they just passed it with this Inflation Reduction Act because um, that was where they got the money to hire these IRS agents. And there was a bunch of wacky crap in there. And a lot of it had to do with, like, the Green New Deal stuff. Um, you know, moving to solar and limiting or taxing the crap out of gas and, and fossil fuel. And it was just a bunch of crazy nonsense. So when you said that, it kind of clicked. Um, I, I think they just passed their version of the intolerable acts and which makes sense because they just did it this week and this news week has been insane. Um, and I've seen it get a little bit of attention. Um, but not nearly as much as everything else. Um, and that we know they do that, you know, like when they pass a law that they know most Americans are going to hate, they just blast us with the wildest shit they can come up with. Monkeypox. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Ukraine ramped up again. Oh, the Russians are, you know, the whole shelling, the nuclear power plant. Um, just you name it. And it's been in the news this week. And uh, the Russians yeah. shelling a nuclear power plant that they occupy. The- that they <laughs> occupy, yeah, well, if so you want to make someone out to be Russian in Ukraine, all you have to do is put a certain colored armband on, and now you're Russian. It's I don't make the rules, man. That's just we're, that's, that's how we're doing. <laughs> we're, uh, so we're spray painting a Z on your truck. Yeah, right. Even though they right. only, even though they have more than Z, they actually had like three different letters uh, for identification purposes. But you only ever see Z, which is really interesting yes um yeah i yeah i think their next move like is, is just going to be to keep hammering it um they're on a path they haven't slowed down since freaking the virginia gun laws in 2019 right. you know, everybody thought the boob was yep. going to break out then before covid yep you know johnny was like he texted me he's like bro we got a problem. <laughs> I was like, what? 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 <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and, and that was kind of like, at least for me, you know, working at the agency, I kind of like, I knew some shady shit was going on, um, but I still wasn't aware of the degree of it. Uh, I wasn't educated on the last 300 years of communism. Um, now, I am still not fully educated on it, but I'm a lot more educated than I was, and uh, a lot of those puzzle pieces make a lot more sense. Because um, some of the stuff I saw in the agency, you know, like, they have, like, a Wikipedia page or, like, forums that guys make, and they, like, post, like, classified, old, old classified stuff, and it's just, like, the stories are just insane. Um, but they don't make sense because, you know, they never release them all at once and you just get a piece of the puzzle. And yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like after Trump got elected in 2016, you know, it started to really get heated. Um, actually God, now I'm thinking like 
really it's been heating up for like 10 plus years really when obama got elected um and you can keep going further and further back but i I think to keep it simple 2019 they haven't slowed slowed down a little bit because because for the last like 20 30 years it's been like you know they push something too much pushback okay let's back off like you know let's let off the gas you know this isn't tokyo drift we actually have to like go through this turn smooth um and then even when obama was in you know they put they kept pushing for gun control and then they would fall off and then you know but now it's like you have the president of the united states allegedly and he's openly saying that he's going to defy the ruling that the supreme court just came out with about gun control and states are doing it. We talked about this before. When you have states openly defying the Supreme Court of the United States, that doesn't lead anywhere good. And then you have Nancy Pelosi. I saw a video clip of her. She's talking about a political operation with a name, with a specific name for it. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a bait and switch. And she said, oh, yeah, the Republicans are doing it. And it's like, you look at it, and to the brain dead, you're going to be like, oh, those damn Republicans, those sneaky fucks. But then you think about it and you're like, okay, Nancy Pelosi just specifically knew about an operation, she called it. So what does that tell you about our political landscape and how our politicians operate day to day? They know. They know how to do psychological operations. They're, they're a part of it and they're willingly doing it. Um, you know, some of them are kind of old, so they're getting a little senile. Um, but the younger ones, like, God, I don't even want to know what they do. And well, I do, but at the same time, like worried about my soul if I do find out and yeah, like it, they're not slowing down They're They're speeding up and speeding up and scout. You said it, I don't know, probably like a year ago at this point. Um, they showed their hand and they used their overt guerrilla force way too soon. They used Antifa and BLM way, way, way too soon. And it lifted their veil, and now they're like, shit, now we have no choice. We cannot, we can't slow down, because if we slow down, we're going to lose. Um, They they think they still have a sliver of hope. Um, But that's why why I keep preaching local, man, because that's what Antifa's been doing for years. Um, That's, they just focus on, they, they feed people, they... They took over, literally took over our churches, and now they're feeding people out of them with their flags, with with their some symbology, symbolism. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I, that's, they, that's it, it is, doing, man. That's what we need. Exactly right. <clears throat> exactly right. We're, 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 I mean, that. we're seeing this. Yeah, the liberals are scared that that we are countering that because there is a successful move to counter it, man. And, and Megmedic, I, I got to give you uh, a massive amount of credit because you're, you're very subtle about it. And it's not something to my knowledge that you or I have had a direct conversation about. Um, but from a religious standpoint, you're, you know, we, we kind of had an indirect conversation about, uh, orthodoxy and Christian fundamentalism and the viewpoints of, um, 
you know, adversity in life. And, and that was kind of what we were talking about. And it was at a very unique time um, because it was, it was, you know, that, that uh, it was the day right before my dad passed. And, and, you know, we, we were talking about that out West and, and I will never, ever, ever forget that conversation um, because it was, it was very special to me. Uh, what, and I don't think that you knew that at the time. You certainly didn't, you, you, you know, because we were just having that conversation. But that was that was incredibly meaningful to me. But we're we're doing that as as Christians, we're doing that. And the, this Atlantic piece that came out, where they are, uh, where they they targeted, I think it was yesterday, uh, or maybe the day before, where they were targeting the Rosary. And saying that that the rosary is an extremist symbol that it's been weaponized that these evil fundamentalist Catholics. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not Catholic. Okay, I'm not. I'm not Catholic. I'm Anglican, but I have a rosary. Why do I have a rosary? Because the rosary is not exclusive necessarily to Catholicism. Okay, prayer beads are, are, are kind of universal to the Christian faith. They use them in the Islamic faith as well. Buddhists use prayer beads. That's it, it, a very common thing for the faithful across many different faiths. Uh, so, you know, but, but to your point, man, you've been very subtle about your beliefs in, in that regard. And I think that it's been, it's certainly a breath of fresh air. Too, to hear that and hear some of your viewpoints in that regard. And, and I think it's very reflective of a larger movement that's happening, of a return, of a shrugging off, you know, the woke church and the woke denominations and let's get rid of this mess. We're not going to be part of this anymore. And we're seeking a more purified version of Christianity, a return to the fundamentals of our faith. And I think that that scares them. That really scares them. What do you think? No, ab- absolutely. That I mean, it, that's exactly why. So, for those of you that don't, um, that are kind of like getting half of what he's saying, um, I am like actively pursuing my catechism to convert to Orthodox Christian. Um, and one of the big things that pulled me to that is I always grew up non-denominational, and not really like mega churches, but like the giant warehouse churches. Um, <clears throat> And it all seemed very, like, impersonal. Everything about it, there was just something about it that that wasn't sincere, that wasn't, there was so much removal of what Christianity was supposed to be. And a couple of years ago, I started looking into my religious beliefs and my faith, and I had a very close friend of mine um, point me in the direction to orthodoxy. And the more I studied it, um, the more I looked into it, the more that it just, it just made sense. And the more I learned, the more that it is one of, you know, the, the original churches, there are orthodox churches in in Syria and, and in other parts of the Middle East that were started by, you know, some of the 12 disciples and are still in existence to this day. And that there is a, a large movement um, among younger millennials and even um, a lot of Gen Zers actually towards this, towards looking at Christianity. Um, some of it is a little bit of a social thing that people are doing it because it is counterculture to what is popular. But there is still a, a large amount of it that is people that are legitimately trying to find something, find an answer 
and that they are truly turning to Christ to find that answer. Um, and I think it's going to be nothing but a, a net positive um, for society. And I think that's why they're so scared is they see this, this turn to, you know, this large body of people and, and quite a few of them are, you know, among the, the group of people that spent time overseas in their wars, fighting their wars um, and, and have awoken to their lies. And they see us, you know, being awoken to their spiritual lives at the same time. And they're, they're scared of that power um, because they're scared of what that power means and are, are moving to this, what it all means to them. Um, because not to kind of get too weird about it, but I mean, you look at like the things they're doing and it's, it's demonic and they're going to be anything that's demonic is going to be scared of the, the word of Christ and the body of Christ. Amen. Well, you know, I, that piece that I put up last night about Peter Stork, Peter Stork getting, um, uh, if you haven't read it, you need to. There's things that are coming out now. Or it, Peter Stork wasn't necessarily an FBI employee. There's some serious questions behind that. He signed some things that were um, very strange. He was an employee of the CIA for a certain amount of time. You need to go back and, and read that if you haven't. It's very fascinating. But um, to your point, though, I use a, a particular picture of Peter Stork because the, the guy is evil, man. I mean, you know, we, we, we can say anything else and that's fine, but you you look at that guy's facial expressions when he was called on the carpet. There's the, the eyes don't lie, man. The eyes don't lie. And there's something very, very wrong going on there. Whether you want to call it demonic, uh, demonic possession or just evil or whatever it is, you know, however you define that, that's, you know, that, that's fine. It's on you. But but there's something going on there. There's there's darkness behind there. Um, that, that there just is no other way to put it. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like when you, you have a coyote cornered. You know, a coyote is there to kill your livestock. It's a feral animal. It's an evil animal, right? And when you get it cornered, it gives you a look. Like, you know, it, it's me or you. I'm going to do you harm. And when you see that, when you see that look in people, you know, I've seen it. I've seen that look in people, in their eyes. And they're going to do it. They, they're going to act on it. They're going to do what they intend on doing. Right, they, there is such a thing as genuine evil. We see it every single day in the world in which we live, and so you know, you, you see, and that's why I put that picture up. And these people who who have attained power through ill-begotten means and no longer rule the people with the consent of the governed, they corrupted the churches also, and they did that on purpose. They did that on purpose. Now, you know, I, I'm not trying to preach to anybody at all. Um, that, that's the last thing that I'm here to do. I, I you know, I, I'm not doing that, but I am, I am going to share my beliefs on it, and I'm very proud to to share that with you guys because I know, um, you know, both both Magmatic and, and Madman. I know both of y'all are very deep in your faith, and and you know, Madman, you know, you and I had a a, a conversation in passing about that about the, the topic, but it exuded out of you. It came out of you. you. You just you know when you know that somebody is a man of deep faith, 
that their soul is good, that they they are uh, they they are they're there. They're a force for good. They can do harm, but they're there for good, for overall good. You know, hey, it it was it, it was certainly refreshing to to see uh, when when you were here last weekend. But um, you know, I, I just keep holding on to this thought that that these guys are getting ready to pull something. They're getting ready to pull something bad on us. And I think that the timeline has run out on them. You know, we began the show talking about the election in November and how, um, you know, it, it, it the election is certainly going to happen. I think if, if the election, if, if for whatever reason, there's a lot of people in the alternative media that are, are speculating the election may not happen. Um, it, it will. It absolutely will. That that would be too much of a wake-up call. But there's going to be some other things that occur and uh, before that. So with just uh, 13 minutes left, you know, I know I'm asking you to, to kind of stare and gaze into that crystal ball and, and we're, we're uh, looking at it again. But given what all we've seen from the nuclear attack PSAs in New York City, and now this very bizarre story coming out of the Mar-a-Lago search. They were looking for nuclear secrets. What do you guys think that, in the realm of possibilities, what do you think that they would try and pull? I think they're just going to keep scaring everybody. I think they realize that scaring everybody with uh, an allegedly deadly virus didn't actually work so well. You know, they duped a bunch of people, uh, but they didn't get nearly as many as they'd hoped. So the one thing that no one or most people, um, including myself, probably couldn't ignore is the threat of global war. And not only global war, but that war showing up on continental U.S. Um, that's something that nobody can ignore. So, you know... Uh, if, if Ukraine can get away with some of their propaganda nonsense and, and the majority of the U.S. people, U.S. people buy into it, um, what, who's to say they can't do the same thing here? You know, they can, if they really wanted to, they could just fabricate a war that's not really going on. Um, scare the living shit out of everybody, you know, give, yeah, they them, could. give our government a rah-rah that they need. That you know, give this administration a raw raw they need to um, maybe not get reelected, but at least get their party, you know, keep the appearances up of legitimacy when they have no real legitimacy. So now they're gonna have to fake it because um, that's what the Soviet Union did. You know, they still had elections and just the same guy won all the time. Um, Cuba, same thing. They they all have elections. Um, they're not free. They're definitely not fair. But people went out and voted, and they kept doing it. So, I, I as far as something spectacular, um, I'm praying that it's actually fake. But, like I said earlier, uh, you know, the older I get, the more times I realize my old man was right. Uh, and he, don't under, ever underestimate what a politician is willing to do to stay in power because that's all they care about. Once they get into office, every single thing they do after that is to get reelected. Now you have a lot of blackmail. 
and uh, the culture war capture kill missions. You know, they get you drunk, slip meth into your drink, and then take pictures of you with a tranny hooker. And that's all it takes. You know, you're, you're passed out. You don't even know what's going on. But they have pictures. That's all that matters. And uh, then they got you by the nuts. And you got to do what they say. Or your life is ruined. So they do that often. So, yeah, we got a bunch of blackmailed, corrupt politicians. They're all bought out by the Chinese or um, in bed with the Chinese. You have private corporations doing the same thing. Um, I think the global communism is the, clearly the ultimate goal. So I would expect just more fear tactics. Um, stay strong, man. Don't don't get... It's okay to be scared. It's You can't act on that fear. Uh, you got to kind of put on your... Put on the armor of God and uh, punch him in the face. So don't don't get scared because it's gonna get scary as shit. I guarantee it. The next couple months are gonna get spooky. Your wives are gonna be freaking out. Um, kids might even get a little scared. So you just got to be that calming voice and uh, keep on prepping. Don't don't stop prepping. That's all I got. Yeah, it's fixing to man. It's fixing to Mac. No, that's that's. Pretty much, uh, pretty much exactly what I, what I was going to say. I mean, just hit, hit everything on the head. It's, I no longer have any second guesses that they're going to do whatever the hell it takes that they think it takes to keep themselves where they are. And if that means maybe some sort of false flag to get everybody angry at one group so be it even if it means a large group of american civilians die as a result if it keeps them in power they don't give a shit they've already proven that they don't actually care about the american taxpayer and the american voter they don't they don't care um and it's like you said it's it's gonna get I know things are bad right now, but they're going to get a lot worse before they get better. Um, and don't don't let yourself fall victim to anything. And that's that's kind of why we prep, right? Like we want to be self sufficient so that we don't have to go to any bread lines. Or fall victim to, hey, well, you know, they're offering me a job doing absolutely terrible things to other Americans, but hey, it's putting food on the table. That's why we do those things to allow us to stay moral and to to have our our moral compass and to be able to still act with it. Um, Because when you're hungry and when your kids are hungry, there's not going to be anything that's going to get in your way from putting food into your kids' bellies. There's, there's going to be nothing. So don't, don't let yourself get into that position. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, that is, that's the, the grounded perspective that I think a lot of people need to have when you, 
you know, you've you've run into a lot of people being a trainer now, and and you know, I have too. And they come to you with all these different scenarios of things that they're they're trying to cover literally every base imaginable. We just look at them and say, look, all you can prepare for is doctrinal things. You know, you, you can't you can't cover every scenario that may occur, right? You learn the basics, you learn it by the numbers, and then you apply the basics to whatever situation you find yourself in. Because we don't know what the future holds, right? And so preparedness is the same way. And, and the biggest thing, food. Food. I mean, it, folks, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can go buy 50 pounds of rice and 50 pounds of beans and you don't need anything special to store it in either. Okay, you know, should you put it in an airtight container? Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea for long-term storage, right? But you can keep it for a few years just in, in it, the package it came in. It's going to be fine as long as you keep, you know, um, you know uh, mice, bugs, and whatever else out of it. As long as you can keep that out of it, you're good. So, you know, you, you can buy these things cheaply. Okay, you can buy some of the, you know, we, we talking about medical things, you know, we, we, we could focus on the drama all day long. But the thing is, is that if something really dramatic happens, you better have a surgeon like that, that's at, at some point in time, you know, what you teach life saving measures as primary intervention. But that that isn't going to keep you alive long term. Like there, there has to be follow on care. But you can't. You, nobody has the time to go be a surgeon on top of everything else they have. That's why surgeons go to school for the most of their life, right? You, you know, they they even doing postdoc and research and and they're continuously doing that. You know, they they go to school for nearly a decade to become a surgeon, and then they're in school forever after that. Right, so you, if you're not a surgeon by the time you're 40, you ain't going to be a surgeon, okay? It's just it's not in the cards for you, okay? So point is, though, behind all that is is food. Food is the biggest thing. Don't end up being somebody who's desperate, you know? And if you're living in a, a heavily urban area that I would say is contested right now, uh, somewhere like Chicago or New York or Seattle, you need to really be looking at the next option. To get out of there, you know, even if it's moving, you know, an hour away to where you can still commute, but you're in a decent enough place outside of it to where, you know, enough people aren't strung out on drugs and you don't have uh, gangs that are just roaming the streets like you have in New York City, um, you know, and, and beating people at random. That's what you really need to be focused on, you know, and, and that's what you need to do right now. All the other, the sexy, you know, running around, running and gunning and cool guy gear and all this stuff, like that'll that'll come in time, maybe, if you even need that at, at the end of the day. But right now, getting yourself squared away is not as insurmountable as people think. And, you know, having having some basic medical stuff on hand, acetaminophen and ibuprofen. You know, Ranger Candy. That's still that Ranger Candy hanging, you know, hanging around. <laughs> witch Hazel. You know, Witch Hazel, Calamine Lotion. I mean, um, during the RTO course, man, guys are getting eat up. Um, you, you know, we, we've got a lot of different parasites that, that bite on people. 
that are very active this part or in, in this time of the year. And I mean, they eat you up, you know? So witch hazel, it, having some astringent around, having calamine lotion, having uh, rubbing alcohol, some way to make denatured alcohol. We had an interesting conversation about that after hours. Um, just having a still, having a small still to make alcohol and to make distilled water for, you know, having, having a way to make distilled water for purification purposes um, might be something you might want to look into. And none of this stuff costs a lot of money, folks. It, it's, it's not expensive. It's not too late to get into it. Start looking at being, you know, how do I do things off grid if I need to? And take your kids out. If you got kids, take them, take them out for a weekend of bushcrafting. Teach them how to make fire. In the woods, hell, teach yourself how to make fire. And um, something simple like that, you know, and, and you're going to be a lot more confident. You're going to be a lot happier for it. Uh, with one minute left, guys, any final thoughts for this episode of Sons of Liberty? Stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. There you go. There you go, guys. I think, I think uh, things are certainly spiraling in that direction. You know, we are, never forget, we are living in a world without the rule of law. We are living in that world right now. Okay, we've been talking about it for a long time, for decades now. You're living in it, folks. You're living in it. Wake up. Get out there. Get active. God bless. Stay safe. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. This is NZ Scout. Out.